Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Control Port Podcast, episode 257. I'm Benjamin Yoder, here today, talking about video games. We had kind of this back and forth recently with game, like podcasts with mostly personal updates and then podcasts with mostly game news. It's been kind of like a fun dynamic, I think, to kind of go back and forth and have different kinds of conversations each week. But um, unfortunately, this week, we do not have any game news, really. So this is why I don't really like plan on it, because I can't just summon game news out of nowhere, right, <laughs> to talk about. Um, so this week, we're focusing mostly on stuff that are uh, personal stories to myself, like games I've been playing. Um, so after the podcast last week, I actually went and played Space Raiders for the GameCube. Uh, it's actually like a Space Invaders reboot reboot that came out, so like 2004-ish, although it was originally a PS2 game in Japan and Europe apparently. Um, and it's not super great of a game, um, but it is entertaining in some ways. So it's essentially very original Space Invaders-ish. You kind of stay at the bottom of the screen, go back and forth. You have like these barriers that appear and you shoot up at the invaders coming down from the top screen. However, it is very visually different because it was a reboot of that game. And so basically in a very mid-2000s way, they're like, we got to make this really cool, serious, have a really cool opening CG. And so you have like this whole like story about these invaders coming in and, and attacking Earth, and you have three different characters, and they all have their motivations. You know, one is a, like a teenager who gets all his, his friends all die. The other one's like a biker girl who's looking for her lost husband, and then the other one's like a police officer who has an entire squad wiped out, wiped out by the invaders. So they give you like this backstory in the CG and it's actually pretty fun. Um, and, and the dialogue that throughout the story, it has a very like House of the Dead style to it. It looks like very, very goofy and fun, although it is very like spaced out in a way that's like basically a cutscene at the beginning and end of each chapter. And there's five chapters in total, but they're all pretty short. So so you get through the game and there's just not a lot that really has happened. But but there's no like talking in between the missions and stuff because it is or like during the missions. So so it really is just limited to like this like you know maybe like five to ten lines per character. So maybe not as much goofy dialogue as you might hope. But you basically can play through the game as one of these three characters. They each have their own stats and skills, things like that. Um, and and you just go basically from start to finish. There's some boss fights you can do in there. Um, and there's there's um, you know various power ups. You have like a rapid fire, a laser gun you can pick up, the ability to get like like an invincibility thing where you can't take damage for a little while, uh, create a clone, things like that. But, you know, more or less, it is all just straight roads that you're shooting up. So, like, it's an alleyway, a street, you know, you're not moving around in the environment in any kind of dynamic, interesting ways kind of thing. So, pretty much a straight straight shot in that regard. So, what is what is actually kind of interesting about this game, and maybe, like, the hardest thing to interact with is that it does have, like, a combo system. So, as you shoot enemies, you have a combo meter that builds up. And that combo um, deals, uh, like, deals more damage the higher it gets. So, if you get 10... 10 hit combo you do more damage we get 50 hit combo you do more damage things like that builds up however you can only keep that combo if you don't miss a shot and then also if you don't take a hit so it's very strict in that regard so you have to basically play the game pretty pretty um um almost perfectly in some ways and you do have like dodge mechanics and things like that, but they're just not nearly good enough to to really, I think, handle the the intense pressure the game puts on you to to go. So like I I, just, I can't imagine too many people really being able to get into the combo system this game super well, or even really get that hot that big into like the high score aspect because I, I mean maybe it's just as my skill set showing and me not being very good, but. It seems very hard to get through that game without dying, and while there's unlimited continues in the story mode, it does reset your high score. 
If that matters is kind of a question that I feel like might be up in the air. If I look at the evidence online of like what is out there about the game, um, the impression I get is the high score does not matter at all. It's just there if you want to get a high score. However, when you play through the game, you go through the, the story with each character, and the story is largely the same for each character, including the last cinematic sequence. It is literally the same cutscene, but the character is basically like put in there, def- like a different character is basically put in there. So, um, the the cutscene is not a particularly like <laughs> it doesn't leave them in a good spot really. If anything, it leaves them in a bad spot because the invaders are still coming. They still don't really have any great answers to their questions. And that's just the end of the game, as far as I can tell. Spoilers. It's like an hour long to beat or whatever, and it's not that important. I, I kind of skipped the important part of the spoilers even with that. But anyways, so yeah, it is just kind of, it's, it's just kind of is a bad ending. So, you know, most people I looked up online really struggled to get through this game. So I wonder if you get a high enough score or if you like get to the, the story mode without dying if there might be a different ending, but I don't find any evidence of that online. And in the modern day on a game like that, that is like very aware and around, I really don't trust that there'd be anything that people don't know about in that regard. However, in saying that, one thing I did find out people did not talk about online at least, is that at least in the GameCube version of this game, you can actually get alternate costumes on. So if you press the start button, when you are selecting a character instead of the A button, their costume changes. And I could not find any information about that online uh, about the game. And then also in the PS2 version of the game, this is some information I did find online, you can actually play the original Space Invaders on the title screen by putting in a button code input basically. But in the GameCube version, you can't, which is weird to me because if it's a port, it would make sense that they'd bring that over. That's not to say they they, they had to though, they, they very much could have not. Um, but I'm like, I don't know what that button combination is. And I tried so many different combinations trying to think of what would replicate that PS2 button input and could not find it, unfortunately. So yeah, I I, I kind of wonder if there are more things about this game that really isn't talked about online. I'm sure somebody's seen it at some point, which is like, uh, is it just like something that's not super prevalent online that you can find? So that's something I was thinking about uh, just with that game a little bit. But anyways, it's kind of like a fun thing. Like I mentioned, it's like an hour long. So I think if you're just like, if you do get a copy, just like expect to sit down, treat it like an arcade experience. It's a little drawn out in like a way that like a House of the Dead game doesn't really draw out. Um, but but it feels a little drawn out for that regard. But it's still like a good fun time, I think, generally for like that one hour you play it. Don't You don't need to go and play through it on all three characters unless you're just really curious about what each character plays like. But spoilers, they mostly play the same outside of some very specific like mechanics they might have in regards to a special attack they can do nagi is probably the most interesting because it gets these little orbs that basically can act as deflectors that shoot bullets back at the bosses things like that too so anyways that was that kind of fun i'm not going to do a video about it there's not really any reason for me to do a video about it so leave it at that the other thing i did this week is i played through i don't know how to pronounce this quite uh quite correctly galaxy frolin yuna fx so this is the pcfx yuna game um, so I decided to do it for a couple reasons. One, we have that PCFX podcast coming up here soon. And in that podcast, um, I did want to talk a little bit about Yuna, uh, as a game. Um, and then the other part of it is that, uh, I wanted to just like get another game out of the way. I heard it was like fairly short. So I was like, okay, I can probably do this and do like a, um, put this on like the English guide, uh, video docket. Cause I am planning on working on that stuff a bit more in the near future. I actually did a little bit of work on it today. Um, and just trying to figure out how those videos are going to work going forward. Uh, but I played that thing and woof, that thing is definitely, um, 
it's it's interesting. It's an interesting game because there is kind of not a lot of reason to play it because it it is basically a copy and paste of a OVA that came out um, a few months before that game. So basically they took the OVA animation and just kind of rebuilt it into a video game, but it's not really a video game. It's more just like, Hey, you can watch the OVA on the PCFX and get like chunks of animated scenes. And then also static screens where you can make choices and get like some extra dialogue bits based off that. But like none of the dialogue bits seem to matter or anything like that. So it's 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 a really questionable game in a lot of regards, I will be honest with you. It's not really a good game. I probably wouldn't recommend it to most people. However, there are interesting things about how it's structured and stuff that I think I do want to touch on in the video, particularly with the perspective that the game takes place because it kind of comes... They kind of imply that it takes place from Yuna's eyes at times, but it doesn't necessarily line up with that in all ways because they, they have to reutilize a lot of information from the OVA and some of those scenes don't include Yuna. So like, they're like, how do we present this? But then later on, they have to also show scenes that feature Yuna. So it's like, technically this is happening in the past maybe. And then later on, they just don't even try. And it's like, ah, Yuna's not here, but you're watching this cutscene anyways kind of thing. So, so it's really bizarre. It, it feels more like a technical demo of like what somebody was given this media and just said, see what you can do with the PCFX and see what happens. And then they like, you know, threw something together. like, hey, this is like kind of a, this is our idea of what a video game would look like. And like, okay, cool. Ship that kind of thing is, is what it kind of feels like. Um, but yeah, it's just not a very good game. Um, and, and I don't think it's like, if you've watched the Yuna OVA, there's no reason to play this game, in my opinion, outside of if you just have a very, very curious mindset. Um, but like in terms of the value you're getting out of it from a story perspective, there is really none. The gameplay is not very good. Like, 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 it is all just kind of rough from start to finish. Um, I, I say that as somebody who's not played the other Yuna games, but I get the impression this game uh, is is kind of the exception in, in terms of the quality. So I think it's probably something that most Yuna fans would probably be able to skip over. So I don't know, but I'm working on a video for that. So we'll see how that goes. So I put a good chunk of time to that. It was like three hours. Very cute game, though. It has like a um, really cute border. I actually used it on the stream last week where it's like this pink border with uh, Yuna and like one of her friends on there. And it's a cute little thing. So um i almost bought a physical copy of it because it's not that expensive i mean it's expensive but it's not like stupid expensive it's like 80 dollars, right so a little more expensive than a modern video game at this point um but i just sat there and like this is before i even played it i was like i don't know if i care that much about yuna i i did i did not find the manual online so that's kind of the one thing that i'm like maybe i should get that to scan the manual that's kind of the one point i'm at with that right now but i don't really want to get it so if I can get somebody else to scan it, I might do that <laughs> if somebody else has a copy of it, but we'll, we'll see what happens. But play through that. That was fine as well. Um, again, both of those experiences, I'm glad I played them, but not maybe quite the, the great time I was kind of looking for, um, for that. But I did actually, um, record that whole game and uploaded it to YouTube because apparently there was no full playthrough online. And some of the games, the, the quality of the footage I saw online was mixed because it was on an emulator or just, you know, it wasn't captured at a good quality. So I uploaded that. So it's on the archiving channel. If you want to go check that out, I'll link it in the description. If you want to watch the whole thing, there's also like a gallery mode in that game that shows like a bunch of anime or uh, figures they put out and they give you the pricing for all of them and, and a bunch of other like fun merchandise and things like that. It feels like a very PCFX game in that regard. Um, honestly, when I think about that game as a whole, because it is very animation focused and very little gameplay focused, if you, 
when you hear people talk about the PCFX, you don't really know know much about the library and the games, and they're calling certain games like FMV games, even though they're not really. Um, this game, Galaxy Fallen Yuna, probably actually fits that definition of like a game that is basically an FMV game with some you know frivolous choices you can make and some mini games that they shove in between. There's actually like a dungeon crawling section for like half the game. Um, it's just kind of not really. There's not really any depth to it or anything like that. It's very linear. You're basically just going in unlocking doors, things like that. So, um, but I did upload that. And the other thing I did go ahead and upload as well, kind of unrelated to Yuna, is um, I've got that Angelique Museum of Art and Wallpaper, uh, Wallpapers and Screen Collection disc. Um, I uploaded those. I'm not a big Angelique fan. I've actually never played through an Angelique game. So at this point, I just can't say that I am one. Um, but uh, that disc had a bunch of wallpapers for a bunch of old, uh, you know, PC stuff. So I went ahead and uploaded that to archive.org. I'll also put that in the description as well if you want to check that out. So... Um, yeah, actually, uh, submit it over to Game Vicante, uh, that's how you pronounce it, so they, they, they shared it as well, so, if you want to go look at it over there, you can. I've been trying to submit more stuff to them again recently, I have a bunch of stuff I was like, oh, I want to buy this to archive it, and then never got around to it, so I'm trying to be a bit more proactive in that regard, it is hard, it takes time, but, you know, trying to get that, be proactive on that, because it is good to get this stuff in a place online where, you know, people can just view it. And not have to worry about, like, if I die and they don't have access to it anymore. I mean, you could, most of these things are mass-produced, just nobody here in the West is bothering to look at them or upload them kind of thing. I don't really know what the Japanese sentiment is on, like, archiving stuff. Like, I don't feel like I see a lot of that. But I don't know. Actually, I, I'm a liar because I actually literally... It was looking at the game commercials uh, collection wiki or uh, YouTube recently, which is definitely a Japanese... Uh, uh, thing the collection of Japanese commercials and it's all in Japanese language as well so I assume whoever's working on it is 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 indeed Japanese for that so and the last thing I played this week is actually something I played on stream I played through Betia or played the first chapter of Betia essentially um, if you don't know what this is this is an English learning RPG I went ahead and imported it because it's very cute and I really was curious about like how it implemented that kind of like English learning its aspect into an RPG. And while we didn't get so deep that I feel like I know what that game is 100% at this point, I think I got deep enough to tell um, the fact that that game, you know, maybe unsurprisingly, um, is maybe not super interesting if you already know English, if you're not like learning Japanese, because it was incredibly slow paced, a lot of just reading lines off and, and basically going from place to place to place to speak English. Something I do already in my real life. I just talk out English words. <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, so it's a little, a little dull in that sense. And, and I only got in one fight during the the whole um, demo, basically, or not demo. Uh, I bought it uh, the whole first chapter, um, and and that was largely just like, hey, you're gonna basically say some words out loud, spell some words, things like that. And again, as somebody who speaks English, that's not a particularly hard thing to do. Um, so maybe more challenging if I was actually learning a different language and, and maybe someday they'll, they'll utilize that game in a way to teach other languages. But I really just think that game in particular is very heavily focused on learning English. So I doubt that they will go and like readapt it for other things, but it's very cute. I love the graphical style of it. It does feel budget at times. I did run into some issues that seemed maybe like there were glitches. I, I wasn't hundred percent sure though. Um, but you get like dress up options and, and things like that. And the townspeople are all very fun and cute. I like this one lady has like a, she's like a waitress and her skirt has a teacup 
design on the front of it and like there's actual like handle that comes out of the front of it where you could like grab it like a teacup kind of thing it's very very cute looking um and a lot of like environmental things that just like integrate various different objects like there's staircases that are shaped like books and things like that that i thought were, were were really fun um so whether or not we string that anymore i think the answer is probably no on that you know i think only so like so much time you guys can spend listening to me be like hello my name is benjamin I'm a new linker. Like at some point, I think that'd get really uh, uh, boring. And the fact of the matter is, is that that game is like 20 hours long, as far as I can tell. So, you know, it would not be a short game to get through on stream. So um, I'm personally interested in seeing more of it. However, probably not in the near future, which means it's probably going to get shelved. But I am glad I looked at it, I will say. Um, I just I just don't see a lot of value in me pushing really hard on it right now. I think there are other things that are more important, which probably means that it's probably just going to get pushed off forever. But I, I would rather sit down and play through like Buddy Mission Bond or something like that right now, which is maybe what I'll be doing next. Um, I played Space Raiders because I wanted just kind of like an easy sit down and play and, and, and enjoy it kind of thing. Um, but I think maybe I'm in a position to start playing some more Buddy Mission Bond here shortly and hopefully having a good time with that. I've been trying to keep my Sundays free um, and, 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 and available for me to do something like that as well. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes going in the future. But right now I've been trying to get, keep that, that Sunday period for me to play video games usually, or whatever, whatever makes me feel good that time of day, I guess. So, Hey everyone, it's time. It's time for the Patreon question. Just as a reminder, the one controller port Patreon has two different levels. One is a $5 level that gets you bonus content. So last week we had a uh, video go up where I uh, installed a PCFX card into my PC98. Um, again, not super like crazy, anything going on there, just sliding a card in basically, but you do get to watch me struggle if you want. So that is there. Um, I also have a, uh, basically review commentary coming up where I basically do provide a commentary on my, um, uh, initial video reviews that I did. So I've been trying to mess around with that other stream setup that I have and try out some different things there. So that was one of the things I did. And, and I, I think that was pretty fun to look back on my reviews. I did one for baseball and one for Wario's Woods. Baseball is one coming up first. So I think that was a fun thing to do. And I put that on the, uh, the Patreon for not this week, but next week that will be coming. However, the other thing you can do at the th- uh, $3 level or the $5 level, but you can also do it at the $3 level without getting the bonus content, is ask a Patreon question. So thankfully, I've been having help from uh, Daniel, uh, Paul Daniel and uh, and Jillian on this. And then also, um, in, in addition, we also have Discreet that's like donating money right now too. So again, thank you guys so much for being Patreon supporters. Um, however, the question that we have this week is from Jillian. And um, the Patreon question is, what are some of your favorite mainstream games? And I was actually thinking a little bit about this earlier um, because I was working on something else, actually. And I, I just kind of had somewhat forgotten the passion I have for Mario Galaxy 1 specifically. I think Mario Galaxy 1, I, I'm not going to go too deep into this because I actually touched on this recently on another video that will be coming out later in the future probably. Um, but I have a lot of respect for Mario Galaxy 1 because it does a lot in terms of providing a variety of game design and it wasn't through 
manipulating Mario's moveset so much as it was manipulating his environment. I think that's super respectable. I love Mario Galaxy in that regard. I think Resident Evil 4 is also a great game. Personally, I played through that game multiple times. Um, I just think it's like a really fun adventure game with a very adventure, a really fun adventure um, with a lot of diverse environments. And I do think the combat's really fun. I think it's it's really cool that they give you a lot of tools to not only deal with enemies at afar uh, from afar, but also you have melee capabilities up close that often don't feel overpowered, but they do let you like control enemies in a way that's like really really satisfying. Um, it is maybe a little easy once you try to you know you start upgrading your weapons and, and figure out you know how. How to kind of deal with enemies uh, uh, at a close range without having to expend like, a lot of ammo. Um, but I think it's like a really fun game in that regard. Um, I also have made videos about Super Mario Land. I really like Super Mario Land a lot as well. I think that's really fun. So yeah, it's kind of hard to like pinpoint, you know, specific ones I feel like. Um, but but those are some of the ones I really enjoy. Fantasy Star Online, a big one. Or maybe just like go in depth about them because the people already talk about them enough, right? Hey, Star Online. I love the 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 uh, like Zelda series generally. Final Fantasy. Like like I feel like these are things that I do talk about. Maybe just don't talk about them in depth. And I don't know if I really have a lot. Mario Galaxy is probably the one that I that and, and Super Mario Land as well. Those are probably two of the ones that I really like talking in depth about. Um, and, and I've made a video for Super Mario Land and Mario Galaxy. I have something coming up here shortly. Halo 3 ODST. I made a good video about that a while ago. I really enjoyed Halo 3 ODST. Um, is that a mainstream game? I mean, it's a Halo game. Um, but you know, I think that's a, that's a good, uh, uh, example as well. So I do enjoy, enjoy mainstream games, but, um, I, I'm a little pickier these days, I think for sure. Um, but you know, as long as they're, they're trying to do, you know, I think something interesting, I'm usually pretty happy to sit down and play them and just like realize that like, Hey, I don't really have anything to say about this because everyone's already saying something about it. But, um, but you know, I, th I think it's a really cool game and, and overall kind of thing. So I think maybe those are some, some good examples. Hopefully, I hope that's a satisfying answer for you. But yeah, that's it for the Patreon again. Again, if you want to ask questions on the One Control Report Patreon, basically every Monday I put a post up uh, around like 3 p.m. Pacific time and you can ask a question on that post in Patreon. Um, I'll also post the question, what the next week question will be if um, if it, if it, if nobody suggests anything so you can get a little sneak peek ahead of time of what I'll be talking about on the podcast a little bit. Post-Patreon time. Like I said, pretty light on news this week. So basically I have, um, uh, the one story I have here is that Rhapsody, a musical adventure, uh, got a release date for the, uh, the, the re-release they're doing on Switch and I believe PC as well. Um, and that is, uh, August 30th. That's coming out, uh, in North America, at least I think the Europe European dates were maybe a little, a few days after that. Um, but a reminder, this is the, the PlayStation version of it, not the DS version of it. So I haven't played that version of the game, but I do think Rhapsody Musical Adventure is a very cute game. And, and, and I, the impression I get is that the PlayStation version was maybe not like a super great game either. It's more about the charm and the story and the characters. And the DS version was very much that case too. Like this gameplay didn't really matter. It was about everything else around it. And I really enjoyed that part of the game, even if the gameplay itself was not great. So I recommend it if you are into those cute things. Um, at the very least, listen to the soundtrack if you're into musical stuff. Uh, the English dub soundtrack, I think, is really good. Um, there's a Japanese one as well. The DS game actually uses the Japanese soundtrack instead of the uh, the English one. So that is that is pretty much the one news story this week. 
So what is there to talk about from here? Um, well, one thing I think is always easy is just game purchases. Um, so um, if you don't know this week, actually, and this is not related to what I'm about to talk about per se, um, somewhat related, but not like none of these things are going to be things we're talking about. Um, Japan Retro Direct, I think, has a sale for Golden Week. I'm not sure when it ends, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if by the time this podcast goes up, it's over. But if it's still going on, I'll include... I'll, uh, I'll make a note in the podcast of, 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 of if it's still going on in the podcast notes or what the end date is. Um, but they are they are um, uh, holding a sale right now. So I went ahead and put an order for a good chunk of stuff. So that should be coming along uh, sometime in the future. Uh, but I also went ahead and bought, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast. And, and if you're watching the video version, sorry, because the uh, green screen is going to cause some problems with these box hearts. But I picked up uh, Hello Kitty Apron of Magic Rhythm Cooking. So this is actually the... Um, the uh, PAL version of the game. Uh, I don't think there's a physical copy here in the US. So I picked that up. I thought it was like just really cute looking and it was like fairly cheap. So I just went ahead and grabbed that. I believe I got it with a Play Asia order not a while ago, actually. So that's been sitting around for a while. I haven't had a chance to play it at all. Um, but then I also ordered stuff from Japan Retro Direct um, back at late last year, but I did surface mail. If you don't know, surface mail can be uh, very spotty in terms of the time it takes for it to get to you. So even though I ordered last year, it just now arrived. That's not a part of Japan Retro Direct's fault. That is my fault for choosing surface mail rather than one of the better mailing options. But at the time I was like, oh, this isn't going to be like super important to get here anytime soon. And it wasn't. I mean, it, it, it just kind of showed up when it did, but I just kind of forgot how long that period was. Um, but I got this game, um, I think it's called like Penguin Wars is what it's called, the Konami title. Um, it looks like kind of like a little adventure game with maybe some like mini games and then like some battles where you set up like a little mobile tank or something and you fight enemies with it. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I thought it looked kind of cute. Almost the entire box is green, so on the, uh, the web or the video version, it, uh, it is almost completely, uh, uh, cleared out. Um, so I picked that up. I also picked up Mom Chan's Mom Chan's Diet We Figure Aerobics. This is a um, a uh, yoga game, I think, or something. I don't know for sure. Maybe it's more of like a general exercise game. But I saw this box art, which you can't see it in the audio version. It is literally just a lady in a bikini on the box art. <laughs> so I was just like, oh man. And then I looked at some gameplay, and it was just a lady doing doing workouts and I was like I, I, I will pay the probably like five dollars it was to get that 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 was in my realm of like whatever and, and unfortunately this came before I knew about Billy's workout camp because Billy's workout camp looks like a video game I would like to try at some point on the Wii as well um but you know and then I picked up Full Metal Alchemist Prince of Dawn for the Wii and I know all of you are like, Ben, why don't you just like shut up talking about Full Metal Alchemist? I know you're the biggest Full Metal Alchemist fan. What are you doing? Um, so this is, as far as I understand, this is like largely an adventure game. But like what, what's interesting about it for me is it has a bunch of like motion control based mini games, I believe. So, you know, I think that's always something that I'm interested in. And also like aesthetically, I think it looks pretty, pretty nice. You know, it's one of those games where they were still kind of trying to work with the Wii's, you know, power to... Um, to, um, uh, you know, try to make the best aesthetic they could with an anime game. And I think they generally do a pretty good job, but it doesn't look quite, you know, as clean as, as a lot of today's graphics and that stuff. So those are some pickups I got recently. Um, I think 
import Wii games is something I'm definitely like have gotten further further into, and I think I would like to do more of it generally. Um, and one thing that I'm actually doing right now, and this is going to be something that's going to show up, um, and probably I've, I've recorded it already. And as far as I'm aware, nothing went wrong, but I haven't gone through and edited the footage yet. Um, so I actually found a YouTube channel. I think I, I, I forget if I mentioned it earlier or not, but it was the, uh, the, uh, game commercial collection channel. So it's a Japanese YouTube channel where they collect game commercials, anything between like Famicom disc system, all the way up to modern arcade games and stuff. So it's, it's an interesting way to look at you know that market those markets and and just see what's coming out you know you get a little like 20 to 30 second blurb about a game and do like a little extra research and so one thing i wanted to do i'm gonna sit through all the wii commercials they have so like you know between 2006 to 2008 2008 and then 2009 kind of thing or 2006 to 2007 2008 2009 i think there's a 2010 one as well because it's like there's just like a bunch of commercials and like there's a lot of wii games that did not get localized and i would like to either you know remind myself that these games even exist there's a good chance i saw them on go nintendo a long time ago and then also just do some research and like look into them and see if there's something that's worth keeping an eye out for um so in the future when i do you know shop for wii games online or shop for imports in general and i have the option to get some wii game imports i'll know for what i'm like some things i'm looking for for that so i i actually sit down sat down and recorded that today going through the, all the commercials from 2006 to 2007 and actually had a really good time doing it um and in what's kind of fun is that like because it's like also more mainstream games as we talked a little about earlier that's where the super mario galaxy thing comes into play um like when something like a wii music shows up or super mario galaxy shows up um i also get a chance to talk a little bit about that too and i think it actually was kind of a nice mix of a show of just like here's me talking about niche stuff mainstream stuff import stuff i don't know other games that I am aware about don't know that much about. And like, it was just a nice, really well-rounded show. And I, and I, I know like it maybe doesn't make for a good YouTube channel, but I always kind of like that well, well-rounded approach to a lot of things of just like, we're not talking about only the import niche Wii games. We're also talking about the Wii's library as a whole and looking at those things. And I think that's like a really fun way to kind of communicate that. So um, I have, I don't know when that's coming out yet. I haven't sat down to edit it yet, but that's something that I was doing. And, and, and I think, I think the ordering Wii games lately for that system and importing them, I think has been kind of a motivator to consider doing that. Um, So, and you know, what I always say about the Wii is that like, I feel like it's a library where I could probably triple my collection side collection library size and, and still feel good about most of the games I'm buying. So um, because like, even if it is like, even if it is, anime full metal alchemist game that is like an adventure game right like even if it is just that the wii motion control aspect of it is like a consistent part of these games that often give me something to look for when i pick these games up and so like gives me gives me a chance to find something new that does like something that's familiar or like like it tries to accomplish something familiar like family jockey family jockey is not a great game but you know the, the 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 controls of family jockey and things like that um, really make that game to be a good Wii game in a lot of ways. So I, I, I think that's been kind of the fun of, of digging into the Wii's library in general, even in keeping my mind open to things like how does Mom Chan's diet fit into the image of the Wii in a lot of ways. So that's just a little chat about those games I picked up. Also some upcoming content. I also um, needed to go ahead and pre-record a podcast for the time I'm out, not next week, but the week after that. 
So I went ahead and recorded that. It's basically like a Monolith Soft um, um, ranking system, rating system. It's like the Castlevania tier list we did. So I went ahead and recorded that. I do need to apologize in advance because in that tier list, I do talk pretty bad about Xenosaga Episode 3 in a way I don't like. I was actually talking about this in the uh, Discord group not too long ago. We had our Discord group like party time thing tonight. But like, I think there's like three words I never want to say with a video game. And that's like, lazy is one i hate calling developers lazy because very rarely i think developers are lazy individuals can be yes sure but like as a whole no um bad and then trash i think those are kind of the three things that i don't like saying and i don't i don't think i called xenoblade chronicles 3 bad and trash outright probably did actually honestly but there there were multiple times that i used the word bad and trash in a way that i did not do not personally think is 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 a is a good way to think about those things. Uh, am I going to go back and re-record it? Probably not. <laughs> but you know, I did want to just kind of address that because I don't think it's like a great way to talk about those games, and I don't think that it's something that I'm I'm particularly proud of um, in that regard either. So. Maybe I'll go back and fix it, but like I, I just uh, the podcast is like such a for the most part the podcast is all just off the cuff kind of thing. So like, and one nice thing about it is like the podcast is a very personal thing too, right? So you guys get to kind of see me go through my life experiences and learn, and and sometimes I do things that I don't particularly like, you know, like with the Chocobo or the Square Enix stuff last week. I still don't know how I feel about how the fact that I talked about that. Like I don't know if I'm happy I did. I don't know if I'm upset I did. I, I, I don't know. But anyways, the, the point being is that there are things that are like always remember that everybody's like flawed to some degree. And that includes me. And so sitting down and talking about Xenoblade Chronicles in that way, or it's not Xenoblade Chronicles, Xenoblade, Xenosaga 3 in that way. Um, I, I hope I haven't been playing Xenoblade Chronicles. I think I've been, I'm a little like mentally um, tired for this podcast this week, but um, the, I, I, I hope that that, 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 that doesn't come off. Like, I, I hope you guys don't, when you listen to that, you don't like sit there and be like, oh man, Ben's being a hypocrite. Cause he is being a hypocrite. Not that I'm not saying you shouldn't think that, but know that it's something that I recognize is not a good thing. And I think I could do better, I guess, is maybe the, the bigger thing that I, that I think I wanted to say there. So anyways, I'm going to go ahead and call that for this week. I think I'm a little tired. It is after midnight right now. So I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap up here. But again, thank you for coming. OneControlerPro.com is the website. Family Jockey Review is coming out this week. So you go ahead and check that out. I really like that game a lot. Uh, very cool motion control based games. So if you're into things like Wii Sports, Wii Play, things like that. Highly recommend checking out Family Jockey. Maybe isn't as good as like Family Ski, so we ski, um, but but I think it has a lot of value to its controls and how it handles those. Um, so that's very cool. Um, as I mentioned earlier, when I talked about that Bedia game, we did a stream for that last week. So if you want to check that out, that's on the YouTube channel. Otherwise, I'll be going back to Crime Crackers this week. So you can go ahead and check that out um, when that uh, when that that's at 7 p.m. Pacific time uh, this week on Thursday. So go ahead and join for that. Um, otherwise, thank you guys for again for coming. What is the website? And hope you guys have a great week. Bye. <laughs>